Vegas, baby, <laughs> baby, coming to you live, a star's born, Chris Arneson, coming to you, Wednesday morning, July 10th, 2019, what time is it, 8.34 a.m., from beautiful Las Vegas, Viva Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> um, I've just been here the past two nights, Monday and Tuesday night, came over, this is my second time ever being in Las Vegas, my first time, my first time was actually the first time I ever saw a stand-up comedy show, when, oh my god, I'm so lucky, I'm so lucky, (laughs) the the first stand-up comedian I ever saw was at Caesars Palace, and, well, I guess officially, the first one I ever saw was Tom Papa. Tom Papa is he's funny. He's a pretty regular guest on Joe Rogan. But the the um, headliner was uh, Jerry Seinfeld. So the first comedy show I ever saw, Tom Papa and Seinfeld. I can't remember if there was another one, but God, that was so cool. I wonder if that's if that's when like the the stand up the comedy bug kind of was implanted in me cuz I mean I'd already been listening to podcasts for a few years at that time I think I started listening to podcasts in like 2005 or something maybe when I was like 12 but I've been listening forever man I've been listening to podcasts for more time in my life then I haven't been listening to them more than half my life. It's crazy. I love I love podcasts. I'm a like you guys know. I mean, I love them. It's just such a huge inspiration for me, and uh, just creative inspiration and like motivation for ways to live your life. And like that's part of, part of the reason why I moved to. I'm sure that. The only reason why I moved to L.A. is because it all comes back to podcasts. It comes back. It's a love letter to podcasts. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, like, just what really got me interested in creative stuff in the first place. Just my love of listening to podcasts. Then back in, like, I, like, really started writing in, like, August of 2016, that's when I, because that's when I had my, like, my eye-opening, like, moment of clarity, moment of bliss, you know, just when you kind of just see, like, your whole life, just, like, how you want it to be, just in front of you, like, how it could be, uh, how you want it to go, things you want to accomplish, like, dreams, oh my god, so corny, but uh, I've talked about that, that was at the Minnesota family reunion. Like, the only family reunion I've ever... Like, the only official family reunion I've ever gone to. Up in Brentwood. Like, the Brentwood cabins near Garfield, Minnesota. <laughs> Speaking of Garfield, another one of my comedy inspirations. I love Garfield. I remember... my I think it was my grandma... 
it was like a Christmas present or birthday. And it was a framed, a framed Garfield comic, <laughs> like a Sunday comic. So it was like nine frame, nine panels, and uh, that's such a funny thing. <laughs> that's really cool. That's like a really nice, super thoughtful gift, if you think about it. Like just a framed Garfield comic. Like I wonder where that is right now. I haven't seen that thing for years. <laughs> I, it's probably like under my parents' house in all their boxes and stuff. Maybe they moved it to Spokane already. It's, my parents are in the process of moving. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea really what's happening up there. I mean, just via phone call and text, I think they're just going back and forth between Spokane and Bothell right now. But I've been to their new Spokane house twice because I drove up there when I was up in Pullman, up in the original A Stars Born HQ. <laughs> now I'm in the temporary A Stars Born HQ, the Motel 6 across the street from McCarran Airport here in Las Vegas. Actually, not a bad location, really, because. It's only like a five, it's like a five minute walk to the strip. And then I walked to Thomas Mack Arena, which is on the campus of UNLV, which is interesting because that's where my brother, my older brother Nick, went to school for the first two years. And he swam on the swim team here. So, yeah, that was really cool. I walked around the campus and I went into the the rec center and the student union building and yeah they have a really nice rec center it's like it's four floors and they, four floors and seven treadmills go <laughs> so dumb <laughs> oh my god just make myself laugh in Las Vegas <laughs> yeah I'm about to head home pretty soon here I think checkout time is 11, but I'm not going to stay that long. Got to stop by Costco on the way out of town, get some gas, throw some oil in the in the Honda, and uh, grab some Starbucks. I didn't even have any coffee yesterday. I drank no coffee yesterday, and I haven't had any this morning either, which <laughs> it's weird, like, because I'm a big pretty dedicated coffee drinker so but I didn't I was fine yesterday like I didn't get the shakes or anything or freak out or (laughs) yell at a random person at NBA Summer League or (laughs) take out my anger on some concession vendor or anything (laughs) but um I I love coffee though I'm it's all about iced coffee I drink the I really I only do the iced I don't do the I don't do no hot stuff, but, um, yeah, so UNLV was really cool, nice campus, I like their rec center, they had this giant, like, TV, it's like a screen of TVs, and there's, like, 20 TVs just all lined up, like, two rows of 10, just all just in front of all these treadmills and ellipticals and all that stuff, so I thought that was kind of funny, because, like, like, the WSU rec center, they have a bunch of TVs, but 
they're all spread out. Like, they're all spread out around the room. And then I just thought it was so interesting how there's, like, all these TVs were connected to each other, and then they're all on different channels. It's so funny. But I guess the room is more of a vertical rec center. I guess that's the main point. Is I don't think it was that big of a, of a horizontal footprint. So I think that's why, like, everyone could see the TV screens because they're just in the middle of the room and just... <laughs> so, yeah, that's the explanation for that. Um, yeah, Summer League, oh, my God. NBA Summer League was so much fun. So I went to nine games, nine games over the course of the day. I got there right before 1, a little before 1 o'clock, and then I left... At like, what was it? It was like ten twenty. So <laughs> I was there for nine and a half hours. Just yeah, it's all day yesterday. Just it was really nice though. Like super well run. Like tons of people working there and media people. Like so many media people there. Speaking of podcasts, there was it was really neat. Like there's just people. They had tables set up and laptops and microphones. And there's just people doing podcasts just right in the middle of the, the what do you call it, concourse area. And, um, yeah, they had all these, like, the mini basketball hoops. You know, the pop and shot. Oh, wow, I'm watching the Today Show right now. And it's, it's raining hard somewhere. <laughs> Ride the friendly skies. Sharing services getting ready for takeoff. Oh, so they're gonna do like Uber for airplanes, I think. <laughs> Is that what they're talking about? Uber for air- oh no, they're talking about flying cars. Oh my god, that's so funny. I mean, it's not even funny, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> flying cars. Uh, I mean, drones, they already got drones. Basically, just need to make a bigger version of a drone and whoa this looks like a little helicopter it's like a it's like a mini helicopter combined with a drone god that's so oh my god this guy's just flying like thousands of feet in the air and it looks so scary because it's open air so this guy's just exposed sorry i'm just going off on this tangent right now but i'm watching the today show i love the today show yeah and they're this like mini helicopter droid thing that you just you sit in the middle of it. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a Star Wars. It looks like a Star Wars thing. Oh my god. This is so God, that's so cool. <laughs> the future is gonna be the future's gonna be wild, man. It's gonna be wild. I already don't trust the uh self driving cars. Like I'm one of those I'm kind of uh like part of the older generation when it comes to like this technology stuff like even online dating I've never I mean I've obviously done like the I've only used the Tinder stuff this is probably pretty um, normal I don't know this is <laughs> it's just the truth I'm just being honest I've only used the Tinder stuff for like trying to hook up with people but I've never I've never even considered using online dating for actually finding like a girlfriend and finding I don't know, it's just, it just doesn't seem, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, like, talk down to people, 
because I know that it's like the main it's a very popular way for people to meet people and get in relationships with them nowadays <laughs> but I don't want to like put people down either because as long as you're not hurting anyone and um yeah that's like the number one rule as long as you're not doing harm to anyone else or yourself and um then just do whatever makes you happy you know <laughs> if yeah it's like online dating is it's just i just can't wrap my head around it yet like and i'm <laughs> i sound like an old person but i mean i i guess i was when i was growing up <laughs> so i'm 26 now so like 10 years ago that was like the very birth of online dating i think like they only had like eHarmony like match.com farmers only <laughs> um yeah that's probably i don't know when they started but i would guess that i think eHarmony was probably one of the first ones and that probably definitely started over 10 years ago but that was always just for old people like you always just thought like eHarmony was for people just who wanted to get married like they're just old and they want to get hitched <laughs> but um but now tinder has completely changed the landscape like uh and this is such a weird conversation <laughs> but yeah like online dating it's interesting it used to be for old people it's think about it like think about those e-harmony commercials with that that old guy in the suit the white hair and the glasses like and they would always show the commercials and the couples would always be like in their 40s or something um <laughs> but the, it's completely like tinder the social media apps it, it's all about the apps they've they've changed everything they've made a online dating a young person thing it's kind of weird it's like it's almost like old people want to meet in person now and then <laughs> but then young people just want to do like tinder and bumble and fumble and tumble fumbles the online dating for football players tumbles online dating for gymnastics <laughs> gymnastics players <laughs> um or or laundromat laundromat workers um god yeah i just can't wrap my head around online dating or whatever i think it's it's a weird conversation it's just such a weird thing I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it seems like you can trust someone more if you meet them face to face. But I just, uh, it's just a trust issue. It's all about trust and uh, who knows? I don't know. What is it? Like, I guess I just, I trust in my ability to judge people. Like, I think I'm a pretty good judge of people. So just based on like, just based on my friends like because I think I just have awesome friends that people who have kept kept around me the past you know since high school or whatever god it's crazy since it's been eight years eight years since high school um but yeah I think a judge of character how I would judge people's character is based on the company they keep and uh their friends and I guess you can't control your family but you can't control your friends, though. That's for sure. So, I mean, what was I saying? I think I'm just a good, pretty good judge of character. And you can't judge someone's character 
online. <laughs> I sound like such an old person. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just weird. Just because it seems like you're like hiding. You're hiding something. Or there's like a, a facade. There's a an internet facade that's up. Like there, there's a barrier between you and the person, and that's known as the internet. But I don't know. Enough of that. Enough of. I'm just not. Also, I'm not like desperate. I guess desperate is a word. Desperate enough to to do the online dating thing. I, mean, I just don't. I don't want to put people down once again. But it just it would be kind of a almost like a last resort <laughs> thing for me. Um, I don't know. Like, cause how good of a person? Like, would you? I don't know, do do good do good people do <laughs> I really I'm really out of the loop on the online dating thing. Like I just don't know. Yeah, I'm just such an old person when it comes to it. Cause yeah, I mean, I've only done downloaded Tinder a few times and then I always delete it off my phone after like a few hours or whatever. <laughs> I never keep it for more than like one day. But I haven't even done that for a long time. So because it just it's just kind of empty it's like empty calories it's not it's just not time well spent to me <laughs> i mean even if it even if it ends up in a hookup in like the best case scenario then but it's still probably not going to i don't know i just sound like a negative nancy now i sound super negative <laughs> um i i'm just saying just from my point of view i would rather like do stand up comedy like just go keep going to open mics keep going to central casting keep doing background acting jobs and uh meet someone meet a lady in person that way <laughs> that way that way that way but yeah i don't know cuz i just have this weird i've always been like a weird like romantic person I think it's just based on I think it comes back to like my love of movies like bring it all back around to movies on a stars born <laughs> I love movies and like rom-coms I mean I like rom-coms and uh, just any movie though all movies they always idolize and they lionize and they make they make like the the relationship and like the what's it called like a meat cute is that a cute meat a meat cute um like the first impression the first time like a boyfriend and girlfriend meet each other uh, in person it's always a very special thing in movies and not just rom-coms but any movie like it's always so dramatic and romantic and like they're sitting like on opposite sides of a coffee shop and then they make eye contact and, and you know like he goes over and like puts some cream in his coffee <laughs> and i didn't mean it like that not not a dirty way <laughs> um, but yeah it's always it's it's like the most special like movies films the film industry hollywood they make it out that the moment that you meet your significant other that's like the most special moment that 
you two will ever have. Like, <laughs> that's the peak of your relationship. It's all downhill after that. <laughs> like, that's the best. That's the best moment. So, um, God, I just always had that, like, stuck in my head my whole life. Like, I just, I want to have that, like, you, like, you get off an airplane, like, or, like, maybe you're running through the airport, you're trying to catch your flight, and then, and then you get there to the ticket counter, and there's only one seat left on the plane. It's between you and, like, a beautiful woman, and then, but then you let her have it, and then, but then you, you run into her in Dallas, because <laughs> you're both flying to Dallas, but then she gets delayed in Dallas, and you end up having lunch, a midnight lunch at Chili's. <laughs> this is such a this is such a beautiful picture that I've painted. A midnight a midnight lunch in, in the Chili's in the Dallas airport and um yeah, see that's but the, but then you met for the first time in in LAX but then you run into each other again. I just wrote a romantic comedy. I just I just I just wrote the beginning of a romantic comedy. Just just boom, just right there. Let's do this, man. Come on now. Call it Misconnections. Oh, that's a great name for a movie. Misconnection. That's a great name for a romantic comedy movie. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. That's a great oh okay. So it's that that's what it is. Um, you have the midnight lunch, <laughs> a midnight lunch in Chili's in the Dallas airport. And then it's history. The rest is history from there. Then you live in LA. She lives in Dallas, but you move, you move to Dallas just for her. And <laughs> that's it. That's like the whole, I mean, obviously there's lots of trials and tribulations throughout the movie, but that's the gist of it. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying though. That's you can't get that I guess what I'm trying to say I think I've heard I think Ryan Sickler I just listened to The Honeydew on Monday that episode of The Honeydew Ryan Sickler's podcast but he was talking he's one of my favorites from the Crab Feast original OG Crab Feast OG but I think he said this before that like online dating I don't know if he's talking about specifically online dating but it's it's like a shortcut it's you're taking a shortcut directly into a relationship you're trying to I sound like such an old man like get off my get off my yard get off my social media <laughs> get off my phone <laughs> um, but it's just I don't want to take a shortcut I don't want to skip the midnight lunch at Chili's in the Dallas airport because first impressions they it's true though because first impressions are what you will remember people for like you'll remember the first time you met them I mean for example when I moved in to my house in Northridge my two roommates two of my roommates uh Deva and Karen were they were there and they were so nice they they were super nice and welcoming and we just hung out like we drank some beers and like just sat on the front lawn like like workaholics I'm like it was like it was just like the show workaholics i mean i mean it's like what i imagined moving to la would be like like just just sitting in the grass in your front lawn on some lawn chairs and sipping some cold ones and just taking in like 
it was nice. It was like the sun had set and it, it wasn't too hot. But and then we played like Mario. We played Wii for a while, and we just hung out and we kicked it for like for hours, for a few hours. And that was my that was my very first day. And that was that was that Sunday that I drove in from Lebec to LA and I I hadn't even found a place to live (laughs) but somehow magically I magically found this place and um but yeah that's that's just the first impression and that's like now Deva that that Deva guy he's already moved out like he moved out a couple days after that and then I don't even see the other guy that much anymore because our house is kind of it's it's a one story and it's pretty spread out so like i'm on the left side of the house and then there's some other people on the right side of the house and then the kitchen's in the middle by the front door so i pretty much only go and then the shower and bathroom are right next to my room so i pretty much only go to the kitchen through the front door kitchen and left side of the house and then my room is connected to the garage so i have a door that goes directly into the garage which is where the washer and dryer are which is very nice very convenient I actually really I think I got the best room I got my my favorite room in the whole house is the room that I got because it's so nice because it's it's in the corner and it's it's basically right next to the bathroom like two steps from the bathroom and the shower and then like I said directly connected to the washer and dryer in the garage so I, I don't have to go through the garage like everyone else has to open the garage when they when they want to use the washer and dryer so I pretty much have a prime prime real estate area location 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 <laughs> I got the prime real estate area in the in the Northridge house but um man what was I even talking about anymore oh yeah I was talking about Ryan Sickler was saying, uh, I need to get some water. Man. Excuse me. I'm sitting on this nice little, it's like a love seat. God, this this Motel 6 room is so nice. Like, it's it's insane how, <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. Like, I, I can't imagine what, like, a, like a, a room in the Mandalay Bay would look like. I mean... <laughs> That's next time. Next time I come to Vegas, I'm planning. I'm going to plan it ahead. I'm going to get tickets in advance. And I want to stay. I want to stay on the Strip. That's like my goal for next time. I want to stay. Yeah, maybe Mandalay Bay or New York, New York or the Excalibur. I don't know. Which one of those? That's my goal for next time. But um, Motel 6, dude, I don't want to talk down to this. This room is beautiful. Like, it's got a really nice shower. It's got an overhead shower. It's a, there's an overhead shower in the Moto 6. And uh, you got your nice, you know, like the, the yellow thing with all the, the holes for the towels. There's four holes for towels. It's a towel holder. <laughs> it's a nice looking towel holder. Um, does this side open up? Oh, no, it doesn't open up. Okay. Um, then you got your nice love seat. That's the best part. The best part about this room is the love seat in the corner. It's like the corner of a leather couch. That's what it's like. Like a leather couch, but just the corner of it. 
And it is so... This is what I've been sitting on this whole time. Oh, Rip Torn. Oh my gosh, Rip Torn passed away at the age of... Because I'm watching a Today Show, so I just looked up and saw that. At the age of 88. Oh my God. If you can't dodge a wrench... <laughs> you can't dodge a wrench, you can't dodge a ball. Dodgeball. <laughs> Patches a hula hand here. God. If you guys haven't seen Dodgeball, that is... Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Seriously, not even exaggerating. That's like my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I know I've said that about some different movies, but I, I love Dodgeball. I've seen, I've seen that movie probably more times than any other movie. That might just be... Maybe I just like it so much because I've seen it so much. <laughs> Excuse me. That might be like a familiarity breeds... Um, you know, love. Like, that might be one of those situations. Because that's what I've noticed. Like, I just, I grow attached to, like, like, obviously people. Like, I love, <laughs> I'm not like a weirdo who doesn't like people. I love people. I'm a big people person. But I also grow very attached to places. Like, like I'm just picturing my room right, like Northridge in my room right now. <laughs> it's so funny, <laughs> but I I can like vividly picture it, and like I just grow very not attached, but it's almost like a it's like a place of of calmness and relaxation and like strength and power and like all these like creativity. That's a big thing too, because just all the all the creative things that I've like all the podcasts I've listened to in that room all the podcasts I've recorded in that room. Um, not that many so far. Only a couple, right? But um, all the writing I've done in that room and just everything. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm such a creative weirdo. Uh, artiste. <laughs> An artiste nut. But um, yeah, it's just... It's, that's how it is, though. It's, that's how my mind works. It's like the uh, Denny Park over in uh, Kirkland back home and back home near Bothell, Washington. <laughs> but Denny Park on the shores of Lake Washington, I would always go there. Like I would go there a lot after after mowing lawns, after doing my lawn job in Seattle. Like often I would just drive right on over to Denny Park and go swimming in Lake Washington and do do some like yoga on the beach or like my version of yoga, you know, my, my downward, downward dog, um, but just the power pose, you know, the, uh, the starfish pose I've told you guys about, that's, that's the reason why I put a starfish, a picture of a starfish on the cover of my second book, what's in the fridge, get it on Amazon, as well as my first book, sponge cake, <laughs> um, but yeah, the starfish pose, if you guys don't know the starfish pose, just stand up with your legs spread apart like a little farther than shoulder length shoulder width apart and then just put your arms just extend them far as far as you can extend your put your wingspan out there like a, a bird about to take flight or a or a starfish about to get thrown back into the ocean but uh it's just a power it's a powerful pose if you do it just do it i'm doing half of it right now 
and just hold it for a minute, 30 seconds, um, and just hold it and just like feel your, you can feel your mind like feel stronger and like it strengthens and it, it just, it, it gives your whole body like a buzz. It is very like every day. I do it every single day. It's not because it's free. It's free. It takes almost no time. It seriously, I do it like first thing in the morning. I just get out of bed and just bust out a starfish pose for 30 seconds. I think, I think that's like the best way to start your day, honestly. Because it's, it's, you stretch. Also, it's also a very nice way to stretch yourself out and kind of loosen up your muscles and just first thing in the morning. I think, yeah, it's a, that's, that's my recommendation for you. <laughs> but um, let's see, let's go back to Ryan Sickler. So he was talking. Yeah, he said, I don't know if he doesn't like the online dating thing either or what he was talking about specifically, but Adam Carolla has talked about this too. How people will try to skip the line, try to cut the line, and go directly to the front. And that's that's the same idea as um as online dating. I sound like such an old person. But um you're you're just trying to cut the line. You're you're literally trying to it's a weird thing. It's like a supply and demand thing now too. It's just I don't understand. Like it's I'm just walking around Las Vegas and everyone everyone's on their phone <laughs> it's everyone is always on their cell phone in public now if i don't know if you guys notice this but it's crazy like if you just if you sit in a public place now if you go to like a dodgers game or a summer league game or or if you just walk around or a restaurant or something just everyone just staring at their phone and just because <laughs> i'll notice this because I made an effort yesterday specifically to not look at my phone when I was at the summer league. So I just did, like I did a couple Instagram stories. Oh yeah, make sure to <laughs> do a little plug for my Instagram. At Chris Arneson 8 I've been doing the Instagram stories. So I did, I did a bunch of stories when I walked the strip on Monday night. And then I did a couple yesterday from summer league. But I've been doing them from a tons of them from uh, L.A., from California. So check those out. They're all archived. You can you can view all the old ones because you know I can only see the the last 24 hours of your stories if you click on the your profile picture. But if you just go to the profile, I have all the old stories all archived up there. You know, <laughs> check them out. I just I like the Instagram stories. Because it's a very raw and real. It's very like authentic and like I don't know. It's a very. It's better than pictures almost. Like I like the Instagram stories. They're just. I like how you can diversify them. Like you could do like a video. You could do a picture. You could do one of those boomerang loop things or one of those TikTok things <laughs> or just tons of. There's so many different options for it. I like stories. <laughs> That's like my my new big thing. I got into the Instagram stories back in May. God, that seems like so long ago. <laughs> it's only like a month and a half ago. It's so funny. So much has changed in the past month and a half. But um, anyway, so yeah, Ryan Sickler, Adam Carolla. 
I just, I think there's some truth. Like, you're going to, I think you might regret, or me specifically, I, I think I would regret not meeting, like, if I met my wife on the internet, I think I would regret not having met her in person. I don't know. That's a weird thing to think about. I wonder if I would. I wonder if, like, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, yeah, but I don't really know you, because I just met you on the internet. <laughs> but I, mean, I know that that's not, that's not, like, how things work, because then, like, you spend some time with them, and then you actually get to know someone. So maybe it doesn't matter where you make that connection to them in the first place. But I think it's just, like, eye contact. Like, I think, like, our society is, um, it's just kind of losing the ability. It's the phone, the cell phones. People staring at their cell phones. And then I know, I've just noticed this. Like, I'll look at people in the eye. (laughs) This sounds, like, so funny. But seriously, like, if you look at some people in the eyes nowadays, like, their eyes will just be... Maybe, like, they're on drugs or something, <laughs> or, or something. I've seen some people, like, just eyes just completely glazed over. And I that's, like, the, uh, it's definitely the cell phone. It's the cell phone effect. It's, you're, it's them being in public and staring at their cell phone and not being used to looking at other people in the eye. <laughs> or at least just looking around. And, you, you know what I mean? Like, not... Because if you're staring at your cell phone, then you're occupied. Like, you have, an, you have something to do. You, can, you can't just, like, sit there and look around. Like, remember when... Like, remember at sporting events, at, like, a basketball game, when you would look around, and then, like, you might even, like, m- like make eye contact with someone in, like, on the other side of the arena. Like, you might even, like, see someone. <laughs> but that, that just doesn't even happen. That... Like that's not that's not like a weird example, but <laughs> I'm just sitting at a basketball game, just trying to stare at other fans. But um, I think you guys understand what I'm saying. I'm saying that people people are so controlling about literally what they look at now. Like they're they're very people's eye. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only person who's noticed this, but I just think that eye contact it's for sure it's it's definitely a truth this is i don't know how you could research this fact but i'm i'm positive that people don't make as much eye contact as they used to or at least <laughs> at least like random eye contact cuz you're if you're always staring at your cell phone you're not going to you're not going to look at people <laughs> like whatever happened to just looking at someone and just i don't know but um, I sound like such a old man weird. <laughs> these kids, these kids don't even look at each other nowadays. They're just look, nose buried in their cell phones. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I mean, I can't control like how I feel. Like that's like these are like like just the emotions and feelings just in my bones. Like I can't even control like these generational old man opinions but I don't know maybe if I do try I I just don't want to try online dating anytime soon it seems to me like if I was like a decade from now maybe in a decade if I'm 36 
and I, I haven't, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have a wife, and I'm just, God, if I'm 36 and I'm just still just doing exactly the same thing, <laughs> I'm just still living in Northridge in that room. I mean, not that there wouldn't be anything wrong with that though, just because I'm in a nice neighborhood, Northridge, I'm in exactly where I want to be, doing what I want to do. If I was still doing comedy, if I was still doing stand-up comedy at 36 and still writing, maybe having written a few more books, God, I would be. I'd be super happy, you know? <laughs> but of course I want a relationship, though, you know? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a, not, not really like a lone wolf because I do like people. I, I love being, I love doing activities with people. But... I'm one of those people who really likes doing things with people, but I also really enjoy doing stuff by myself. Like, I enjoy going to Dodgers games by myself, going to the movie. I love going to the movies by myself. That's one of those things that I don't understand. Like, why do you need, <laughs> why do you need someone else to come sit next to you in a dark room and stare at a giant TV screen for two hours? Like, <laughs> out of all the things that you could do by yourself, I would think that going to the movies is the number one thing that, like, there should be more people going to the movies by themselves than going with other people. <laughs> Just because it's not, like, going to the movies isn't necessarily a group activity. Like, you can't talk. You're not, <laughs> you can't, you can't look at each other. It's dark and you can't talk to each other. It's a weird, it's like a weird group activity. Like, <laughs> what kind of group activity would you want to do that you can't talk to each other? <laughs> it's just so strange. I never really thought about it like that. But, like, I would say going bowling. Like, going bowling is something that I probably wouldn't do by myself. I might. Actually, I would definitely do it by myself. Why not? But that's, going bowling, though, is one of those things that, that would, that's way more fun in a group. Because, yeah, like, bowling bowling is a group activity. It's not even a sport, really. It's more of just a... a people have said this. This is... Bowling's a hobby. People... It's, it's more... <laughs> it's a, I can't remember who said that, but I think someone said, like, bowling is like a drinking activity or something, or just an excuse for people to drink. <laughs> it's, it's all about... Bowling is... It really is about more about what you're not doing than what you're doing it's more about the the stuff surrounding the activity like uh you're watching the baseball game you're eating chicken wings you're drinking some pitchers of beer with your buddies like those are those are things that you do when you're bowling but obviously like any of those things Anything you do in a group, you can do by yourself. <laughs> like, I think, like, I don't understand why some people, I mean, a lot of people don't want to do, like, I don't know if it's, like, an embarrassed, I think it might be, like, they're embarrassed or something. Like, they don't want to, they don't want people to see them, like, going to a movie by themselves or going to a Dodgers game by themselves. But, like, that's such a egotistical thing, like, point of view in my opinion to to think that like that anyone even cares like why like no one even cares 
that you're going to the game with a group of people or by yourself. Like, as long as you're not annoying other people or being disruptive, I mean, <laughs> I think it's just a very, it's just an egotistical, like, narcissistic way to think. So, to be like, I don't want to go go do stuff because I'm too embarrassed because someone might see me, someone might make fun of me for for doing stuff by myself, but... Maybe it's that. That could be part of it, but it might just be like a motivation thing. Like, because, like, I noticed if you do, when you do stuff by yourself and you, you just take your, kind of take control of your life, I feel like I've taken control of my life in the past month and a half. Like, just really grab the reins. <laughs> I mean, it's because I'm, I feel like I'm taking full responsibility because it's I'm just me out here. Like, there's no no mom and dad. Mom and dad are up in Spokane. Like, my whole family's up in up home, obviously, up in Washington. But, guys, it's just like very empowering. It makes I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because it means it's my responsibility, like, to take care of myself. To it's all on me. Like, if I do well, I mean, obviously, there's lots of luck involved and all that stuff, but it's on me. Like, I can only blame myself if I'm not going and doing a bunch of open mics or getting background acting jobs or getting a part-time job in the near future. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, I want to see about the central casting thing because I was, I had another job yesterday that I could have had to interview for. So I think I got some I'm just so optimistic and positive in my in my view of the central casting thing and this this background acting. I don't know. I mean I've it's obviously not like a a way to make like a bunch of money, but it's like some really cool stuff. And it's yeah, it's you get to go to some cool places and just so far I've only done two jobs, but I'm so excited to I'm I'm just really excited to see what else comes down the pipeline. But yeah, I that's the thing. I love this feeling of like having control of my life and not cuz like if you have like your parents, if I'm li- not I love like <laughs> I obviously like love my mom and dad so much and it's nice to live near them. Like that was pretty nice Pullman. Pullman was a nice location versus Spokane because it was an hour and a half drive, hour and a half from Pullman to Spokane. So that's like a perfect little mini road trip, but it's it's not too, so close that they could just like come by, swing by, like go to the grocery store and then just be in the neighborhood and come over. <laughs> so that is what, that is what I liked about Pullman because I like, of course I like being living close to my parents <laughs> but um it's nice I mean it's obviously nice to see them and stuff but what I'm looking forward to is the next time I see them is going to be super crazy because I mean I don't know when it will be but I'm sure not not super long probably in the next few months but I just I will have grown like I've already grown so much since my 26th birthday 
since since the big the infamous birthday blow up <laughs> that uh culminated at the pizza coop in Woodinville, Washington. God, that the birthday blow up. Oh my god. Just thinking about that just spins my mind. It makes my mind spin spinned. <laughs> but um God, the birthday blow up. But I, I've changed so much. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because it's only been a month and a half. So like, how much can someone really change in, you know, seven weeks? How much can you change in seven weeks? But I think it's not about how long it's been. It's about how much I've done and how much different. It's about how much different experiences I've I've done. Like. I've already, in the last month and a half, I just feel so lucky. Just, this is such a cool thing that I've been able, been so lucky to be able to do, to to drive down here and to see the stuff I've seen. Like, just only in my brief time in LA, like, it sounds like I'm bragging. I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be like I'm bragging. Like, I just wanna be like, I'm sharing my experiences. And uh, just cause I'm so excited about the stuff I've done and, and and like the stuff that I'm gonna do in the future like I'm just there's so many like bright days ahead I, I can I can really feel it like it this is positive optimistic thinking that it breeds opportunities and success like I'm a true believer that nobody makes it anywhere who doesn't believe in themselves who doesn't seriously like no one is going to believe in you unless you first completely believe in yourself and fully support yourself and do everything you can to reach your goals because think about like I this took me so long to wrap my head around but it's just it's way too big of a responsibility for someone else because everyone you know how they say everyone is a star of their own movie of course, everyone's a star of their own movie. And so I can't, like, just me thinking right now, I'm, I'm only responsible for myself. That's another thing I'm super lucky is I don't have a uh, knock on wood. <laughs> I don't have any um, children. <laughs> I don't have any kids floating around there. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not like the delivery man, that Vince Vaughn movie that nobody saw. <laughs> it came out a couple years ago. That's that Vince Vaughn movie where he finds out that he has like 500 kids because he donated to sperm banks. So that's kind of funny. But um, yeah, that's the thing about being only responsible, solely responsible for myself is I can't even imagine having to take care of someone else or even even having to try to motivate someone because <laughs> like it's, it's hard enough. It's, it takes enough energy to motivate yourself, to, to pump yourself up, to, to go, get up in the morning, first thing in the morning, go to 24-hour fitness, go to the gym, get in that sauna, get on the basketball court, play some basketball, get in the sauna. Like, you have to, I'm just thinking about myself, like, motivating myself to get out and do these things and go out and um, do open mics and do background acting, like, it's it's so much energy just to motivate myself so it's impossible to expect i don't expect anyone else to
to try to motivate me or inspire me or really do anything for me. I mean, except for <laughs> the funny thing, except for my parents. Like it all comes back to <laughs> being spoiled. I just, I mean, because I can't control it. But like, I don't think my parents spoiled me necessarily growing up. But I don't know. It's just kind of the way I am. I mean, maybe I'm spoiled or something, or maybe my parents. They may have done too much for me. I mean, because I can just always think back to, like, if I ever had trouble doing, like, any, any activity or any, just any, like, mundane task. Like, just, just trying to do something. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, like, criticizing my parents, but they would always, it's just because they, they love me so much and they care about me so much and they want me to succeed so much that... They would always come in and, like, not necessarily do it for me, but, like, yeah, like, do it for me and, like, try to show me how to do do stuff. So, like, the one thing, just the one, the one thing, like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm obviously not criticizing my parents because they're the best. <laughs> my parents are the best in the world. But, like, I just think that they cared, they cared about us, us kids, my, me and my brother and my sister like too much they cared about us too much and they tried to do too much for us because like that's that's how you end up spoiled like it's funny how it's funny how like i realize now that like i must have been spoiled or something but like anytime i had trouble doing something i I could always just like look over my shoulder my mom and my mom or dad and uh they would come do it for me (laughs) so yeah that's like maybe that's why it's so weird that i'm out here on my i'm I'm out here i'm out here on my own um it's just really like empowering to to be out on your own doing stuff just because yeah like i said i'm so excited to see my parents again and my my brother and sister my whole family (laughs) um just because i will have yeah, like I will change so much. I mean, it's just you can only you can see how much you've grown and how much you've changed as a person when you go back to these old places and uh go back and talk to these old people. Like they don't have to be old people, but the old friends and family, family members that you haven't seen for a long time. I think yeah, that's like the really the only way because I can't tell now how much I've grown or changed because I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm, I'm in the heat of it. I'm in, <laughs> but I'm in the heat of battle. But I'm only going to notice that like when I go back to Bothell or go visit my parents' house in Spokane or go back to Pullman or back to Great Falls, Montana or any of these, any of these old places, back to an old friend's house. But that's... The only time, that's interesting. Like the only time I will be able to tell, to really understand, like how much I've changed and grown, is when you go back to these places. That's, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, oh my gosh, this has been, this has been brilliant. So I'm gonna get going pretty soon here, not anytime soon, but I think checkout's at eleven and it's almost nine thirty now. I got some time. I've already taken a shower. What was I talking about? I was talking about Sickler and Adam Carolla. 
I just stood up and stretched my legs, not cut, cutting to the front lines. Mm. That's really big. I noticed that in um, just in my brief experiences in stand-up comedy so far and going to open mics, it's, oh my God, like some of the open mics I've been to have been so much fun. Like that's the really the main thing is it's just really fun going to some of these things and I just like meeting new friends and like putting yourself out there and but what was I trying to say? Oh yes, okay. So here's what kind of my observations have been of um, like kind of like of celebrity just in my brief time in <laughs> in like Southern California and oh yeah, there's some. Uh, Celebrities at the uh, summer league yesterday. Quavo was there. Quavo was there. Um, Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X was there. <laughs> Let's see. Victor Oladipo. Well, he's an NBA player. But I would say Quavo and Lil Nas X were the two big celebrities in the house. But here we go. Here's my brief observations. So it's super fun doing going to the open mics and like it's fun going up there when nobody knows nobody knows who you are they have no idea what you're gonna say like you could say anything and it's gonna surprise them and like that's a really fun um like kind of like jack-in-the-box kind of experience but then on the reverse side of that you have like because i went to the comedy store so just like I, I didn't perform there, obviously. But I mean, I went there for Kill Tony on, what was that, my second day in LA. And just kind of seeing, just uh, like observing around the comedy store and the general, like people always say that people in LA are like fake or like they're always trying to network. And yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> but I don't know, I just can't, I can't really figure out like the whole whole networking thing yet so I'm, I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around that but I'm too like I'm too small town for all that because <laughs> I just want to have a genuine conversation with people like I just want to be friends like I just want to make a friend like I want to have a conversation I'm not I don't want to talk to someone and have an end goal and have something that I'm trying to get out of them or have like I'm trying to you know like I don't I don't like that like it feels it feels like you're using people like I don't like the idea of I mean I guess that's just kind of how the industry works <laughs> but I just want to have good conversations like I want good conversations good experiences and then good memories to to look back on but not not like the hustling networking like just trying to meet everybody and like give them your social media and get followers and take pictures and do selfies and all that stuff like it just it takes you out of the moment and uh it really it's not how it's just it's kind of uncomfortable for me it's just because <laughs> it's just so like weird it's just really weird to see in person because you only see you only see the social media result of it like you only see that little picture or that little instagram story on your phone but you don't get to witness the the madness that is everyone being on <laughs> just being on their cell phone and like they're just taking 
Instagram stories of other people who are also taking an Instagram story. It's like <laughs> it's like a it's like a wormhole. It's a wormhole of uh, social media. But um, that's what happens, you know. <laughs> that, that's what happens. I don't know what it is. I think I think that's like kind of like the Hollywood way, I guess. But I just want to be. I'm all about like authenticity and genuineness and just be people being kind to another like to one another that's what it like really warms my heart it warms my heart and like it get, makes me feel super good when i see people i just see people being kind to one another and like i see people doing nice things for each other or i mean especially when i do it when i mean when i do it for other people it really makes me feel good but even when i see other people do it i'm just like it, I, it restores my faith in humanity because <laughs> like in the end in the end let's wrap it let's wrap it up on this baby oh my god because I gotta get packed up and get out of here um, I'm gonna leave my an IPA I have one IPA sitting here I'm just gonna leave it for the housekeeper <laughs> just leave a little note on it or something this is for you um, but yeah this is why I won't end it on so I think, God, I think people, this is like the biggest question. <laughs> are people good? Are people, I, I, of course, I think people are good. I think intrinsically on the inside, humans want to do good for each other. This is like the biggest question of humanity to wrap a podcast up on. <laughs> um, all right. I think people in their heart, like I think they want to do good for each other, and um, but then some people, I don't have the instance. Like I was super lucky. I can't control. Nobody can control what they're born into. Like that's the most interesting part about this whole life experience, is that none of us control who we are. Like I, I have no idea. Like how did I end up in Bothell, Washington, as a baby? You know what I mean? Like how did you end up? I just thought it was normal. You just think the Pacific Northwest is normal. That's that's home. That's what it is. And then I come down here, and it's a completely different story. <laughs> and um, but yeah, that's my main point: is nobody can control who they are, what they look like, what they're born into, what their family is, um, where they were born, everything. Like you can't control any of that. So all right intrinsically i think humans are good like we all want to do good for each other but it's not it's just easier i think it's easier for some people to do good for each other and to be kind to each other because like <laughs> this kind of like made me cry <laughs> cuz like um cuz i've been like so lucky like uh i mean it should be easy <laughs> it should be super easy for me to to be <laughs> to be like super kind to to people cuz i mean like i think i am but man make myself cry <laughs> but it it should be easy for me cuz i was born into a situation like super lucky like i was born um now it just sounds like i'm bragging about it. no but it's just what it is um so so I feel the responsibility. Like, I have to do good for people. Like, I have to be nice to people and uh, 
try to bring people up with me, try to bring people up to my level of happiness and optimism and positivity because I was so lucky to to be born into <laughs> I'm getting so corny now. I need like a I need a towel over here I grab a towel out of this the yellow towel rack um what am I trying to say so I, I'm super lucky to be born into what I was of course um but I had the responsibility to be kind to people to do good for people to create stuff I mean that's like one of the reasons why like I, I became like a writer and all this stuff and like a creative person because because like I really want to like have an impact on people's lives like I want people like leave people like I want to like leave you feeling differently after you listen to a podcast or read a blog post or read my book or any of that stuff like I want to I want to like change people's lives like change change the way people think um <laughs> Yeah, so I'm getting like choked up over here. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such so blowhard. <laughs> but um, I mean that's one of the reasons why I'm so like optimistic and so positive, and like I try to like share my positive energy with people, because because I know like I know that I was super lucky. Like I could have, like you could, I can't control where I'm born. Like you could you could be born anywhere. I could be born like on the dirt like just on the dirt like in in the middle of nowhere you 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 can't control like where you're born or like what or what you do so um but like you can only control um how you uh treat people so man what am i trying to say (laughs) so that's that's what i'm trying to say is i think well i mean i know that i know (laughs) all right uh, i know that um people are good because people are the same I know that people are good because all humans are the same like we're all the people are the same intrinsically we're all the same and um and I know that I'm I'm a good person so I know that I'm, I'm a good person who uh treats people well with respect and does good for other people so if so facto uh you know the transitive property is it was that the transitive property <laughs> not supposed not supposed to say transvestite property anymore. <laughs> uh, transitive property. So since I know, I know that I'm a good person, and I know that all people are the same. Humans are the same. So therefore, I know that people are good. I know that <laughs> I know people are good. Um, it's just it's their. Uh, environment like it's your circumstances that you can't control like some people some people get thrown into the deep end like as a like just as a child or something like they get they get raised in like scary stuff or like terrible situations um but then like i think that what am i trying i think some people like i have no idea what what that would be like but it just i think it may be like emotionally scars some people or like changes the way they think like if they're raised in super tough situations um so maybe it makes them think that that people like aren't good or um yeah <laughs> i think i think it maybe it makes them think that people aren't good because they're like why how could i be born into this 
Like how could, how could, how could there be a God? Or you know, how could, how could people be good if I was born into a terrible situation? So, therefore, in their mind, they're like, people are bad. Like people are terrible. Like I was born into hell. Like they're like, I, like this is a, a rand. This is a, this a hypothetical. <laughs> so, um, like in this situation. Like, they're raised, like, if you're raised, like, in a super tough area or something, or, you know, all that stuff. Um, they're, like, you're, the way you think, like, your mind is molded as you as you are growing up. So, as they're growing up, they're seeing the stuff around them. Like, they're seeing this crazy stuff happen around them. And their mind is being formed into thinking, yes, people are bad. Like, these people, these people are bad because how could... If people were good, I would I would not have been born into this terrible situation. So then, that that gets instilled into their mind. That's that's people are bad. So then that kind of that's like the way that's a way of thinking. It's it's all oh my gosh! I feel like I just solved like a mystery right now. It all comes back to that like your how you were raised. I mean, I think. But then there's some people. The most successful people are the people who were the raised in in the poverty and then they somehow overcame it and they realized that people are good like that just cuz you're born in a tough situation doesn't mean that people aren't good but they they somehow made it through that that whole gauntlet you know it's like an obstacle course and then if you come out on the other side of that that's like I see I don't know what that's like because I was raised because I was super lucky to be raised in a not you know in a in a spoiled environment um with like great parents and a great super great family and a super nice community and all that stuff but yeah that's that's why the most successful people are the people who are raised in the tough situation you're raised in the the obstacle and the poverty and all that, but then you made it through that, you made it through it, and but you somehow changed your mindset. Like you you changed your way of thinking. Like you used to think you're like, man, this is so tough. Like this is so terrible. But then you spun it. You spun it in a positive direction somehow, and you're like, these pe- people are good. Like how can I help people? How can I how can I be successful and then go back and help people? from where I came from and all that stuff too. Um, that, that's, so I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I could ever aspire to be that successful because yeah, like in the end, like the most successful people are the people who, if you're raised in a tough situation, you make it through that. And then, I mean, yeah, that's, I guess everyone has tough situations. Like, cause I was thinking, I was just thinking back, like, tough situation like I guess like there's always like my parents would like yell and stuff at us like I mean there would be some like crazy like yelling going around the house when when we were kids but still like thinking back though like I'm sure that like like people have it so much worse than (laughs) if like the worst if my worst childhood memory is just it's like just getting yelled at then that's not that's not bad at all like that's not of course that's not that's nothing that's there's, there's like people who see they like people see family members uh 
like die and stuff like terrible stuff like um scary situations like there's a difference like there's a difference between being raised in a scary situation like a scary environment like a dangerous environment versus that it changes the way you think like that's i guess that's just my main it's all come back all right full circle <laughs> man i i think i i get get going now i think it's time to get going I, that was a really interesting conversation <laughs> one one-sided conversation i had there at the end but I think it's true though. I mean, if you're raised in a tough environment and then you make it through that and you realize that people are good intrinsically, but um, I don't know what it, I think I think I've talked about it enough and um let's 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 wrap this baby up. World's best place to travel, New Orleans. Hotel Peter and Paul starting $129 a night. God, that's beautiful. This looks like a it looks like a mausoleum or something. <laughs> it's gorgeous. All right, let's do this thing. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to A Star's Born. Thank you for being a starfish. Telling people about the podcast. Sharing the show with a friend, family member. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, rate and review it on iTunes. Get my books on Amazon. Go to my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com. And uh, thank you so much. Let's wrap this baby up. Let's do it like we always do. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you be from. I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home Take me home Closing time Time for you to go out to the places where you'd be from. Alright. Coming to you from beautiful Las Vegas. About to leave Las Vegas. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And I love ya. Bye bye.